0: week's edition of where's my burrito with me christian torres and my beautiful beautiful co-host mr max mccarty
1: hey everyone hey max how are you doing this week bud i'm doing good i'm up past my bedtime to record a podcast
0: 12:47 in the afternoon
1: yeah, <laughs> i'm really pushing it i'm a real uh real rascal <laughs> i say
0: for sure man uh how's everything going this week you do anything cool or fun no Nah, me neither works
1: i had a brutal week at work i could talk about that I walked a lot <laughs> um i bumped into corners i corners. talked to a lot of people
0: vicious Some fucking corners man
1: we're more pleasant than others
0: um well let's put a pin in that for now <laughs> and we can get back to it if we need to for dying we don't, we don't have to. <laughs> for drowning for entertainment <laughs> hey listen dude i saw um i saw ant-man this week and uh, you know me i could give a fuck about ant-man the first one or or this one like i didn't hate the first one but it was mostly unnecessary yeah. um i saw it this weekend and it was weird because I was gonna like go watch a better movie, but for some reason I ended up watching this movie.
1: What was the better movie you were gonna watch? Soldado, gonna
0: be which I know is gonna be a better film, regardless of how I feel about it. I mean, yeah, eh, we can get into that later. I haven't seen it yet, but I saw yeah, your I, face just now, so I, I want to talk I've, about I just, it.
1: Later. I've heard, I've heard some very mixed hot takes. everybody's got to have a hot take on things
0: yeah i've read a couple and i'm just like oh fuck off man like movies are sometimes just movies like i hate that everyone is trying to put political messages on there you know
1: to launch a thousand think pieces
0: right i don't know uh but let's not get into that until we both see soldado (laughs) instead i saw ant-man and the wasp okay Now, we had talked about this previously where after the ending of Infinity War, which spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it yet, what the fuck is wrong with you? Half of all of life disintegrates into the wind, right? They're gone forever. Mm -hmm. How the fuck was this movie going to be at all entertaining? Just how was it? Because like the fact of the matter is like I have to give a fuck about anything after that cataclysmic event? Um, Well, they answer that by saying that this film is... Before it predates that, it takes place kind of right after Civil War or whatever. And they make mentions of it and shit like that. Okay. They put lampshades on all the obvious things that you would want them to put lampshades on. Uh, I watched this movie, dude, and I somehow feel like it's worse than the last one, but the reviews are better than the last one. And this is where I'm starting to see this weird disconnect of Marvel films and reviews and this, this, and that. Like, I'm starting to understand the DC fanboy when they hate that Marvel gets good reviews all the time, right?
1: Do you think that the initial like first movie not getting as good reviews was kind of like a backlash to how they handled the Edgar Wright thing?
0: I personally, I know that's how I went into it. I already had a problem with Ant-Man because Edgar Wright wasn't doing it. And it didn't matter that Adam McKay and Paul Rudd rewrote the script. Like that didn't matter to me, even though I like both of them. Um it just felt like the beginning of the end where Marvel was not letting their their visionaries, their their the directors, actually go out and have a vision. You know what I mean? So that was my big concern with it. Um, So I know personally, I didn't like it. And I know that it still got like, what, 78, 79%. Like it didn't do terribly
1: with critics, the first film. Yeah, it did fine. I don't know. It was somewhere up there.
0: This one has an 87%. And so you're you're led to believe, oh, it's going to be better. Every review I've read is funnier, better, all around, more entertaining than the first one. And I'm just like, I don't think so, man. (laughs) Like, I'm going to be real with you.
1: Michael Pena only gets better with age, you know, over time. So
0: he wasn't as good in this movie as he was in the last movie. He has one scene. He does have, he has one scene that is really great, but that's my point. How is he the best part of these films? Like, it's an action tentpole that costs $160 million to make. How is he the best part? Why am I going to the theaters to see Michael Peña and not to see anyone else? You know what I
1: mean? I mean, like- it's it's just really great because, like, the thing about Michael Peña is anytime he says anything in any movie, like, the whole movie stops. You've got to do an improv bit. Yeah, yeah. And I never mind because it's always funny. He's always so very good. Yeah. It was really great to see a Marvel movie just shut the fuck up and let Michael Pena do his thing. Well, this is this, maybe this is the difference.
0: The first one I felt like, yeah, he made all that shit up on the spot, you know, and kind of like went with it and they formed that around it. This one, it felt like Paul Rudd wrote a version of that rant for him. And it's not nearly as funny or organic or any of that shit. There is a part though, where he keeps talking about getting a suit. And now listen, if they put Michael Pena in a Ant-Man suit, I'm in bro. Like I'm kill Paul Rudd off. Like kill him off. And I love Paul Rudd. Michael Pena, okay, as the Ant Man. That's all I need in my entire life. That's man.
1: what I want. And he becomes Michael Douglas's protege after Paul <laughs> Rudd dies.
0: Yeah, of course, man. Of That'd course. Natural fucking thing. I'm telling you. And it would make a lot of sense. Unfortunately, we don't get it. Instead, we get a weird movie where the villain is somehow even less fleshed out than Corey Stahl was in the first one. You know what I mean? <laughs> Now I'm not hating on Corey Stahl, because like you said it, like they brought him down to be like basically a Saturday morning cartoon villain. That's fine. That's cool. Okay. That's this one, they make like a big emphasis. They give you flashback scenes for the villain. And I still don't care. Like it's still so fucking irrelevant. And of course, it always comes down to the same thing of like, I was an innocent bystander in your otherwise noble experiments. And now I have a grudge. You know what I mean? It's like one of those things. And how many times have we seen that? Right. Like, I don't know just didn't I'm, I'm matter. Really
1: I'm tired of villains in general, man. I just right. want everything to work out for the heroes and for them all to have a good time. Let's just have a nice hangout movie.
0: I think <laughs> that'd be great. Just a hangout movie. Everyone's coming over to Ant-Man's. It's Ant-Man's Bar Mitzvah, and everyone needs to come over. <laughs> like, finally become a real man. But Aren't you, like, 43s? Like, I didn't have one when I was 13. 30 years later,
1: man. Like, it's time. Um, but no, like, the best part of Ultron is when they're all, like, hanging out and, like, oh, can you lift Thor's hammer? And Thank then, you. Like,
0: When people talk shit about that movie, when people talk shit about that movie, I'm like, but you realize that first 45 minutes is like everything that you've ever wanted from an Avengers film. Like, think about think about like the first Avengers, like sure, the action set pieces worked, whatever. But the things we liked the most was the Buffy fucking-esque repertoire between all the characters.
1: Yeah, like this Shakespearean Thor character (laughs) up with fucking Tony Stark, who's like a billionaire.
0: Dude. Yeah. It was perfect. And that's the thing. So when we get to that scene where Vision picks up the hammer in the in the second uh, fucking Avengers movie, I'm like, pitch perfect. And then everything after that, it never gets as good. That's the, that's the fucking problem because it had to kind of service a ridiculously convoluted plot, as, as you said before. So um, that's my thing. It's just like, all I want to see is people hanging out together and maybe not necessarily being beholden to some cataclysmic threat that's coming. And in that regard, I'll give Ant Man some credit. It was nice to have a low stakes movie. like nothing was falling you know what I mean (laughs) like nothing was or or rising (laughs) like it was fine um and the sequel's the same way there's no imminent danger in the way that there is in, in an avengers or captain america or Thor. nothing cataclysmic is coming which mm-hmm. is cool but at the same time it's like if you're gonna make it smaller you need to make the stakes matter more between the characters and i could give a fuck about anyone in this movie dude i really couldn't man and that's the, that's the problem like i love evangeline lily right that's lost royalty she's great mm-hmm. michael douglas is michael douglas right like i ain't gotta fucking blow up smoke yeah, up his ass he's douglas
1: out his experiments it's Great.
0: He was great. They also de aged the fuck out of him and Lawrence Fishburne in this movie. And it's weird because I'm not like a f-
1: whole movie.
0: Not for the whole movie. No, no, for a couple scenes. Okay, right. And that's
1: the that first one we had young Michael Douglas and it looked real weird.
0: Yeah. It looked really weird. Looks much better this time um, okay. because I think the technology is getting there. Lawrence Fishburne looks like he's in um, Hooligan. Was he in no. Hooligan or something? <laughs> a movie? I don't know. He's got no. a fucking, it's like a noir movie. He's got the fucking hat and shit. I forget what it is now. Maybe it's Fatal. Anyway. Um,
1: a, a soccer movie?
0: Why it was uh, that was the one Lexi Alexander did with like Elijah Wood where
1: people were just yeah, beating the yeah. shit out of people <laughs> just the shit out of each other and playing soccer I don't know <laughs>
0: do you think that like ant-man has fans like that like all the avengers have their own legion of fans and like you know like when
1: when civil war was
0: happening like
1: rugby players or something yeah
0: like when civil war was happening secretly there was another battle of the hooligans of the captain america hooligans and the iron man hooligans these fuckers were fighting just off frame you couldn't see them okay just on the other side of the camera but they were just killing each other you know um I don't know, man. So they they de-aged both of them, uh, and they announced that Sam Jackson's going to be de-aged for the entire film for Captain Marvel. Now, that's fucking interesting. That's interesting, though. That's
1: fucking interesting, dude. I mean, they've been de-aging Tom Cruise for the past 10 years, so like... You know, oh, have they?
0: For real? I've been wondering how they're doing that because he keeps looking the same to me. Like, and surely,
1: I'm guessing I did see some like side-by-side photos of like him without a shirt in the mummy like in the movie and then the behind the scenes very different look.
0: Oh, really? Well, he's like 60, man. He's like uh, 57 yeah. years old. Like, it feels yeah, so bad for him
1: taking roles where he's like the renegade action hero who doesn't give a fuck and he has to save the mummy tomb. I don't know what he does in that movie. The point is, yeah technology has existed for longer than me. well
0: think about this <laughs> thank you for that uh think about this though like when tron came out we were all like what the fuck is wrong with chef bridges's lip like we just like we were not ready for that lip action bro <laughs> and my point is that like uh go back to last stand right what was that 2006 x-men last stand so it's 12 years away we had that opening scene where the dh magneto and xavier and you're like this looks fucking it's weird, weird man like, Yeah, I mean, exactly it, that's my point. Like, people were talking shit then. So now it's like, okay, we're 12 years outside of that. Brett Ratner. You hating on the rat, huh? That's what I call him. His friends call him the rat. Now, I'm not a friend of his, but I just think he's rat-like in nature. So I, I attributed the animal to him. Um, no, dude, but it's one of those things where, like, all right, so now we're at the point where we're going to have to do it for a whole film. And I think maybe Star Wars was a really big deal. Like, maybe the Peter Cushing Rogue One thing where they straight up brought a dude back from the dead was a... It did, but it looked, it looked terrible only because uh, it took you out of an otherwise textured world, right? Like, well, that was like, my like, thing. He looks like a video game cutscene, like a, the best video ga- game cutscene I've ever seen, but still a video game cutscene in a live-action film.
1: But, like, why get a lady that just looks like Mon Mothma and leave her just in the movie with her regular, you know, Mon Mothma lookalike face, mm-hmm. but then replace the actor who is playing Peter Co- Like, why not just get an actor who looks like him? Well, and then just have that or just get like Charles dance or something.
0: Yeah. You could have saved so much money if you just let someone act instead. Of, the, you know, the, yeah, the, the, the biggest cardinal sin was to was that.
1: Fucking lit in that role. I'm just saying.
0: I agree. Well, I think the cardinal sin to it is that acting is largely about choices, right? So it's one thing to de-age someone like Sam Jackson, who is going to be acting, making those choices, and then you can go back and digitally de-age him. That's one thing. But when you literally replace a dead actor <laughs> with someone else who has to... facial recognition has to be similar or something like that it's like okay well that's that person making choices and it's not the same that was the that was the cardinal sin of that but from a technological Mm -hmm. standpoint something like that had never been done before and i think that that emboldened a lot of like ilm and visual effects people to go out and try to make these crazy fucking things with technology now hopefully it's not going to be like jeff Bridges, you know because that was a horrible lip i'm sorry (laughs) like his lip was terrible
1: this is reminding me of a nightmare that I had the other night. Let's hear it. Where um, the Republicans got a hold of this technology, oh, dies in office of a heart attack, but nobody knows it. And yeah, they just keep putting him on TV. It's so like
0: a real Dave situation with Kevin it, Klein.
1: It, <laughs> it, well, it's like Simone. With okay yeah 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Donald Trump's been dead for years but nobody fucking knows it and by the way
0: you just mentioned Simone by Al Pacino which I don't think anyone has thought of since 2002 when it came out and bombed terribly <laughs> i think about that
1: movie all the goddamn time because that's starting to happen now man yeah, we're gonna we're be there. able to create actresses and actors out of whole cloth and why stop there why mm. not you know bring in the politicians you know why not have a, sure. a Waldo moment you know fucking Black Mirror episode but for real why not? We could do it, and we could also start creating actual fake news. It's like that uh, Jordan Peele thing. Yeah, it's yeah. Video of Barack Obama, mm-hmm. it was like a totally convincing Barack Obama saying things that he never said.
0: Yeah, well, we've had that technology for a few years now. If they have enough recordings of you saying anything, <laughs> that they can basically go back and make it sound fluid. So it's it's scary, man.
1: It's scary in one direction and in the other, right? Because mm-hmm. like in one direction. You can create uh, videos of your opponents saying ridiculous shit and then put that up on people's Facebook feeds and people will share it and go, Oh my god, Barack Obama said something terrible about the Jews or something. I don't know. Yeah. The other direction you can always say, No, I didn't actually say that. That was fake news. Somebody like created that video. So like there's always just gonna be like a vast chasm of doubt <sighs> going forward. Listen, we're dude, I think we're fucked
0: we're not we're not going to make it i go back to terminator 2 all the time not that it's the best terminator cuz it's not but there's that scene where the kids are playing with guns in the desert and fucking furlong is like we're not going to make it you know all fucking furlongy and shit
1: furlong now man he knew he didn't make it it's not make it
0: you think that role is cursed because they got, in the third movie they get nick Stahl to play uh john connor right and apparently he's off in the deep end, like missing for days doing heroin and shit like that. And I like Nick Stahl. He was, the, what, the yellow bastard in Sin City? Like, they gave him some roles.
1: Oh, yeah, I forgot all about that guy. And now Christian Bale, is he on heroin? Are you going to tell me that?
0: I don't know, he's playing Dick Cheney. It seems like that was his his penance, you know what I mean? That,
1: that's his heroin. <laughs> he said years ago, like 10 years ago in a like GQ or something, Like he's like, uh, I'm going to stop losing all this weight and then gaining weight doctor says it's gonna kill me and i'm done with it and lo and behold years later we got the fire we got dick cheney uh where does it end for this guy so just gonna like fucking starve himself or eat himself to death just one could
0: that? hope yeah one could hope um ever
1: hear of a fat suit you son of a bitch just talk to jt he's got one in his closet probably so hairspray
0: no, JT's method is fuck, bro. He gained all that weight for that film and then lost it all again, all right?
1: actually had gender reassignment surgery just for that movie. Then and back. then
0: switched back, bro. Like, think about that. Like, goddamn, he's a pioneer and no one's giving him credit. Everyone's like, Caitlyn Jenner, but motherfucking Travolta, okay?
2: <laughs> Out here, too. No, <laughs> oh, man.
0: Uh, I don't even know where we were in this conversation. All to say that, uh, look- we
1: We're talking about, like, what a nightmare escape the future is going to be because, you know-
0: uh, it is yeah are,
1: you know living in a post-facts world
0: but i think what we were doing was tying it all back to films and shit like that right so all i'm gonna say is that ant-man 2 kind of sucks bro that's, that's my personal <laughs> feeling about it now listen it has a fire like stinger and i know you hate stingers on principle you're like i refuse to sit after the credits to watch a stinger but i actually dug it
1: man and it's only 90 seconds long stinger on ant-man and the wasp there's two, but you don't have to see the other one. call it a stinger, like, they now a stinger. <laughs> she,
0: she should just, have introduced that,
1: it. that, then I would yeah. have, you know, agreed to it. I would be like, okay.
0: Again, I'll she's wonderful in the film. And it's great to see, like, like she,
1: Lillers. Well, she
0: marginalizes the fuck out of Paul Rudd. Like, Paul Rudd's there, you know? But I feel like it's almost her film. And I think that's wonderful for her. I just wish the movie was better. You know what I mean? Um, but in the stinger, they basically set up... Fucking how it connects to Infinity War, uh, how they're going to fix everyone from Infinity War. Oh, and also in case they get the the Disney uh, Fox deal goes through, like they've already set up how the X-Men come into the universe, all within like a 90 second stinger. And I think that's pretty cool. But I would wager like, why the fuck did I spend two hours and five minutes also why do movies have to be over two hours now? Like I like some movies to be long, but some movies need to know that like 90 minutes, get in, get out, bro. That's all you need to tell a fucking story. Like why is everyone making two hours and 40 minute films? You know,
1: 30 minute break. Oh my God,
0: dude. It's terrible. Like I just don't understand
1: an extra act
0: yeah like these are four act films now right instead of like following the three act thing and like listen there's some like i just re-watched goodfellas yesterday which is weird because i have not seen goodfellas in like More 20 like years
1: goodfellas.
0: hoodfellas <laughs> sorry um I, uh, hoodfellas if you will i'm watching that yesterday and it's like That movie does not follow a structure at all. Like, we start in the beginning, and then we're going to go back in time. Then we're going to go forward in time. And now we're here. Now we're there. Every scene is so short. I feel like that movie is only like two hours and 30 minutes long, but it goes by so quickly. Like, it's so briskly paced.
1: Yeah, it is very episodic. But at the same time, I feel like every episode in that movie, if you will, is its own self-contained movie. Sure. All like together into a larger thing like uh the helicopter paranoia cocaine so good yeah like if you took that out of the movie with almost no context you'd be able to follow it and Mm -hmm. follow that character's journey from the beginning to the end and yeah understand
0: yeah even if you took the voiceover out it's a guy coming out of his house seeing a fucking helicopter and repeatedly being like what the fuck's this helicopter doing here like you know that he has reasons to be scared we see him peddling drugs and shit like that like it's a really fucking great film it's dude
1: filled with those moments too so.
0: well and, that, and that's my point it's just like listen man not everyone's scorsese like cut this shit down we need like an hour and 45 tops for some of these genre films dude like i was looking it up and it's like look i don't love the purge as i've told you like i like the second purge a whole lot um but it's like those movies the longest one is an hour and 43 minutes and i'm like thank god someone still fucking gets how to make films dude like you don't need this shit god damn it we Christopher talked
1: about the goddamn purge movie. love it any i love other- it it's so good it's so good <laughs> I, not I,
0: really but you know i want to believe it is well,
1: you know ethan hawk man i hear first <laughs> formed is lit i need to see that Oh, uh,
0: here he's wonderful in it. not that fucking uh homie hero taxi driver right schrader uh, yeah Paul
1: that's great, great
0: uh... i didn't even know he was making movies still like i thought he was a movie drill or something for no reason he just was
1: he was not doing well for a while. What was he doing, Uh Paul Schrader? He was fucking up somehow, right? Did he do the Canyons with Lindsay Lohan? Yeah, that was him.
0: Yeah, and that porn star guy who got in trouble. Yeah. Um,
1: What was that guy's name?
0: Uh
1: Dean or Yeah, wasn't
0: it like James Dean?
1: <laughs> was it really? <laughs>
0: well it's funny to me because it's like well there's james dean
1: and then there is right. porn star james dean oh man he did dog eat dog it was a terrible nicholas cage movie in 2016 yeah. didn't did see it man no. did a bunch of movies i haven't heard of he did autofocus with greg kinnear mm. oh and he was a writer on bringing out the dead which is one of my favorite it's my favorite scorsese minor yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, he wrote a bunch of them, right? Didn't he also co write Raging Bull or whatever? Like I know they've had a fruitful fucking relationship. I know that yeah. he wrote Taxi Driver for sure. And um
1: He did Last Temptation of Christ dude, also. I love that one. That one's great. Bull, taxi Driver. Yeah.
0: Those guys had a relationship, is my point. You know what I mean? Um what? I said those guys had a like a working relationship, you know what I mean? Like they they oh. worked on a bunch of movies together. Not a real relationship. That would be weird, man. <laughs>
1: like no, audio cut out. I like. Ah, okay.
0: I so thought I you were like, like we we need to reimagine the taxi driver scene where Scorsese's in the cab but just like
1: he's talking about Paul Schrader. <laughs>
0: he's like, "You see that? That's uh it's my Paul Schrader. He's up there and he's fucking another man." <laughs> he's like, "That whole scene?"
1: I mean, anything is possible, man. Like Marty was doing a lot of cocaine back then.
0: This was the know? 70s, man. Like by, it was fucking snowfall, bro. <laughs>
1: like, yeah. The 70s in New York City before Disney came in and started cleaning up the streets with Rudy Giuliani or whatever the history of that is, I don't know. <laughs>
0: I like the people who don't know about it. They just assume it's like the M&M store and Rudy Giuliani. These two <laughs> fucking it's, assholes. It's like a
1: combination of Times Square, Rudy Giuliani, and Disney coming in and just cleaning up the streets. I'm just picturing Mickey Mouse just with a big push broom. And I don't even know if Disney really has anything to do with it. But there was don't a think so. <laughs> like- there, there was a, a wholesomeness <laughs> factor you know where everything got to, but, okay got can a, we just spell
0: this rumor right? now like what is the wholesomeness from disney like noted anti-semite like propaganda and films like what's wholesome about disney like i see these things all the time right like these fucking basic bitches that i'm friends with from high school who have kids now right and they and they have like one of those things have you seen like their like little vinyl things you can put in the wall which is like but we don't sweat the we don't sweat the small stuff because in this house we're a disney family and and it like has like a fucking font from like Cinderella or Lion King where they're using a word that's famous from it or some shit like that. And I'm just like he was yeah. a noted anti-Semite and like was a terrible uh, human being. He
1: like, wasn't he wasn't uh super fun. He made Song of the South, so there's that. I don't oh. know if you have seen yeah, that. Everyone's movie.
0: seen that's oh. what Zippity Doodad comes from, man. Like, by the way, anytime I hear it, it's like my boss was singing that the other day, and I'm just like, you know where that song comes from, right? Like, and I have to give them a history lesson, and then everyone mm-hmm. feels really weird. It's like a song can be co opted by a fucking horrible racist film, but it's just yeah. a chill song, bro. Yeah, yeah. We it, sang it, that. It oh my more... God, Max, we sang that together. We were in sixth grade chorus, bro. And there was that you played uh, Dick Clark. And the American Bandstand, right? And there was a whole Disney suite, bro. A medley. Uh, do you not remember you, this? You
1: remember my own life better than I do sometimes, man.
0: <laughs> well, and I remember that you were there. I was there. Yeah, too. you
1: remember I played Dick Clark. I didn't remember that shit. I just did now. Yeah. This great chorus, man. I'm getting Vietnam flashbacks here. <laughs> um, yeah, so now my past has retroactively been made even more racist just by association to that song. And I never thought of that before now.
0: But all of them. and that's In that same suite, we have to sing, we are Siamese, if you please. Which, like, Siam's uh, not even a country anymore, bro. Like, so much uh, of it is fucked up, right? Again, yeah. Disney. I whole will stuff. say,
1: though, it is very important to capture Siam early in risk. So. <laughs> <You're> like, you <laughs> get, you it, get it Siam, you it. can win
0: everything. The
1: There's key. a place close to my heart for Siam. Well, really, <laughs> Australia. It all comes down to Australia. If yeah. you capture Australia, you get the, the two extra points, yep. you know, at the beginning of the game. And then Mailed you just fucking... Take over. Bro. Yeah, people
0: got to cross oceans to get to you. Once you're in Australia, dude, it's kind of lit. You know. Yeah,
1: I mean that's really my one and only strategy in Risk, but it literally works every fucking time. I, I remember lost a game in a long time. Yeah, um, Risk champion. You got to capture Australia, but now my secret's out and people can beat me in Risk. So come at me, you. Choose. And they know that you're a, a
0: middle school racist. <laughs> you know that's the. Yeah. Other
1: thing. <laughs> I mean, hey, you were too. We were both middle school racists together, right?
0: Uh. I mean, I, I, I yeah, I was gonna say, like, I'm brown, man. I was subjugated. They put a gun to my head, and said, "Sing the words, but you, like, you chose, man." Uh, (laughs) My point is, Disney ain't wholesome, okay? So we need to dispel of this rumor now. I'm not sure what they had to do with New York. So
1: when I say Disney and wholesome together, what I think of is going to Disney World Magic Kingdom and seeing that you know, like, Florida is notoriously hard to grow grass. Mm-hmm. and keep it nice right yeah because cinch bugs get in there and yep. there's a drought season mm-hmm. and the fucking sun bakes preach baby shit preach um but disney has to be perfect right yeah so what do they do when their grass starts dying i i never noticed it until like one of my more recent visits. i think
0: they just straight up replace it don't they they like pull no. up the patch of grass no
1: they get green sand and they fill in the patches with green sand so that if you're not paying attention, it looks like a perfect uniform green landscape. That's what I talk about when I talk about Disney being wholesome. It's the illusion. It's a yeah. fucking facade the that if, you, yeah. if you're not squinting at it, it looks beautiful. Yeah. And that's the thing with everything they fucking make.
0: I mean, He's I thought you would be more, enough. I thought you'd be more like hardened about the fact that they have like actors hanging out and fucking like mouse outfits when it's 105 degrees outside. And you know, they're questioning every life no, decision they ever made.
1: Th- those guys made their bed dick. <laughs> Fuck them. Too many, many wrong turns. I, I've met a few, few, cause I used to do a, uh, you know, a uh, community theater back when I was in eighth grade for some fucking reason. And I knew like two people that did that. Um, mm-hmm. They were like in Mickey mouse costumes all day. And they're like, yeah, it's really hot. But I love it for the kids.
0: Yeah, oh, I don't trust that. Yeah, it. I don't like for, for, for kids, kids are the are worst. Terrible. Yeah, kids like kids are the fucking Kids,
1: worst. They're not interesting and you have to pretend they are
0: do you ever hate yourself a little bit because you're like i was a kid once fuck like that's i, I think, think about me lot. all the time being a fucking annoying as a kid bro i'm yeah. sorry like,
1: i i have yeah, yeah. I have constant like constant state of regret for all the annoying kid <laughs> things that i did or making my parents watch me do a cannonball for the fifth fucking time and asking them to read it
0: oh man your mom is such a sweet mom <laughs> like, she's, she my mom would be like i don't give a fuck about your cannonball okay won't you tie some fucking weights to your ankles and try that cannonball shit
1: <laughs> like all right like, yeah. I I just remember my parents being like, yeah, that was another good one. Yeah, real good. You did it again.
0: How do you feign? Like, this is my real problem. I don't want a kid because how do you feign interest in your fucking kid? Like, I don't care.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's why I'm just opting out of the whole kid thing, man. There's enough of them yeah recycle them you know adopt some
0: more people should be like us we should hold hands and go into the oblivion together go into extinction but instead we just keep making little assholes who all think that they're special and entitled because mommy says so look man i don't often thank my parents for the shitty upbringing but i thank them because i know i'm not special like i'm well aware because they put that shit in me really early man
1: i don't want to be the source of somebody's complexes later you know yeah right exactly So fucking sue me like I don't want to accidentally like say something sarcastic to my kid and then he turns <laughs> out to be a deviant, you know, cause I do that all the time. And they could
0: trace it back to the one time that you were yeah, an asshole then, to your kid in
1: therapy 30 years later and they don't have a job and their life is in shambles. And like their therapist is like, did it ever occur to you that maybe your dad was a sarcastic asshole, and that's why that's <laughs> he just why loses you can't it? Form meaningful relationships,
0: dude. Whenever therapy gets to like the Eternal Sunshine level of where we could just straight up go into people's minds and shit and be like, "What happened here? Oh, that's dark." You know what I mean? Like that's what I'm. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping for. But it just hasn't happened yet. <clears throat> and to make my larger point, it's like any asshole who's sitting in a goddamn mouse outfit for hours and hours and hours because they love the kids. You're a fucking liar. And something's wrong with you. Something happened to you as a child.
1: Mostly, mostly you
0: were a child to begin with. (laughs) If we all came out as fully formed adults, no one would have a problem, man. It's just the fact that we're kids.
1: That would be both terrifying and very convenient. But you know, (laughs) come out. It's not the world that we live in. Go into the workforce. (laughs) Be like, listen,
0: you can't stay home anymore. Right? We, We wasted all of 18 seconds before after you were born, letting you live life, do what you want to do, figure yourself out, go get a fucking job.
1: Yeah. God damn it, man. Fucking sucking up my funds, you know.
0: (laughs) I read something that like kids cost like three hundred and thirty thousand dollars to raise properly, and I'm like, don't raise me properly then. Like I don't like no one needs to be needs to be spending that kind of money on another human.
1: Oh yeah, I would not. I don't want to do. Yeah, no, no (laughs) kids for me. I don't want it. I I've got enough fucking things to worry about. Yeah.
0: Have you seen that? I forget
1: to take out the garbage sometimes. (laughs) So you think well, I can raise
0: a now kid? listen that's the cool thing about having a kid is that you get to make them do all the shit you don't want to do anymore like that's i think about my early years it's like like my brother, like, my, brother like yeah, my brother once called me down yeah my brother once called me down from the third floor we lived in a uh, a three-story townhouse in the virginia projects right and like He would call me down from upstairs while I'm sleeping, like blood curdling scream. And I'm like, yeah. And I run downstairs, three flights of stairs. And he's like, can you turn this down? Like the TV. And I'm like, the remote is in your hand, bro. But he's like, nah, I got to press the button, bro. Like, can't do it. Can you turn this down for me? (laughs) That is my early life is just doing remedial fucking tasks for assholes who are too lazy to do them, man and and now like i think it's fucked up i should want to break the cycle but no i'm like how do
1: you think that that has informed the person that you are now not not very well like i'm a pretty unhinged person i think all the time Like
0: not for regular shit. Like high pressure situations, I'm fine. But anytime Dolores is like, "Can you go downstairs and get my phone charger?" I'm like, "Why don't you get your own fucking phone charger?" You know, like, no, I like don't that's do that. Too
1: high stakes
0: for you. Fucking irks me, man. I don't get it, dude. Like little simple things that I know I could do in five seconds somehow beneath me at this point. Right. You know, I paid my dues. Now, now I'm getting other people Weird to do shit. Dude, it is, just like
1: shit. people in your adult life asking you to do like a small favor for them, nope. and you're you're it. taking it as like, "Why are you putting this on me, you lazy son of a bitch." i'm
0: still like th- i'm three stories up in my mind you know what i mean yeah. and
1: i could not be bothered You're still to that get- kid trying to sleep your asshole brother can't fucking use the button on the remote
0: <sighs> what an asshole
1: hey i'm sorry to your brother by the way he's-
0: no, no, no no he's an asshole in this situation if <laughs> I mean, nothing else <laughs> like-
1: <laughs> yeah i don't want to you know that's a hell of an indictment on a human being but based on that story
0: yeah uh, this is a not, weird thing because you don't have a brother, man. I mean, I like to think I'm the closest thing you have to a brother. And maybe that's me self-inflating my ego. But my point is you were an only child, you know, and I had siblings growing up. And it's a different yeah. thing completely, you know?
1: Yeah. I don't know what it's like. You know, growing up, I was like, man, it would be cool to have like a brother or sister to play with mm-hmm. and, you know, do whatever kids do. But, yeah. Not really. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm fine. Ultimately, I didn't need I one. I never had to compete for attention. Yeah. Um, That's the beginning.
0: That's it. Like it's a long list. Well, (laughs) relatively long. Um, Yeah, man. But it's weird because it's it's like I wasn't an only child. I had siblings, but at some point, like when we moved to Florida, I kind of was. My brother stayed in Virginia for a while. My sister moved to Puerto Rico. So I kind of like I had that experience, even though I wasn't. And it's it's a weird thing. And you know, my stepsister would come like every couple of years to live with us for a couple of years too. So it's like, I have a, an oddly big family, but I also feel like I'm the only child in a lot of ways. And I just think it's yeah. a, it's a weird fucking thing, man.
1: You know. Well, yeah. Like in your teen years, especially when you were living in uh, in the house, like yeah. it was just you. And yeah. your mom and your stepdad, right? Yeah.
0: Well Pretty then much. my sister, well, my sister came in freshman year and then she left again. And then I think that she came back for like senior year or something. I always
1: forget that you have a sister by the
0: way i got two sisters man i got Oh, two. Yeah. Yeah. oh my god isn't that weird well because he only met my yeah. brother because he was like fucking around in the same location but like <laughs> don't worry, all my sisters suck like all of them do i still i don't even talk to my real sister at all um, um did i ever tell you the story about why we don't talk
1: um remind me
0: oh okay Thanks. i'll tell you the story all right so this is what happened <clears throat> my sister and she's gonna appreciate me putting her dirty laundry out there but i don't give a fuck because i ain't talked to her in years so um my sister has a problem of, of she needs to be with someone constantly. You know what I mean? She's one of those people. It's very sad. I don't know why. But when she moved to Florida from Puerto Rico in 2009, she was dating this guy named Max, oddly enough. Not you. <laughs> yeah, you weren't secretly in a relationship with my sister. Although I would have been so down. I'd be like, what? He's really your brother? <laughs> like, I would have been so awesome. Uh, so all she did was had to pick the right Max. This wouldn't have been a problem. But she was with this guy, Max, and um, then he cheated on her, so she was single, I guess. Me and my sister got into a fight in like April, um, two weeks later, and I like left the house. You were actually here for this because I think I stayed with you for like two weeks or something. You did. <laughs> so it was weird. Yeah, I stayed with you and I stayed with Gabby for a little bit, blah, blah, blah. When I got back two months later, my sister was engaged not to max but to another guy named anthony anthony roman
1: okay i thought you were gonna tell me it was another guy also named max like, whoa you got a problem we gotta sit down
0: like what there this is, this is second max and it's not my max like what are you doing yeah. um so she's to this guy named anthony and i reluctantly was like fucking fine i guess i'll get to know this guy and ended up loving the fuck out of this guy really good dude really like him okay Yay,
1: um, happy ending
0: no, no. <laughs> god i wish <laughs> So then she they break up like this is the problem with like Spanish women like their stories have inconsistencies as you may know. So like supposedly they broke up back in November, but at this time of the story, which is January, um, the he, they're supposed to be together. They break up. She cheats on him with this other guy named Laquan, whatever. Laquan's cool. I start to deal with Laquan feel really bad about Anthony who's now like tossed aside as if he never meant anything, right? I promise I'm getting to a point. Um, She's with Laquan for a little bit. Then some drama happens there. And the next thing I know, my sister's pregnant. And I'm like, cool, is it Laquan's baby? Because, you know, math. But she insists, no, it's not Laquan's baby. It's this other guy named Rob. So either it's Laquan's baby or she straight up cheated on Laquan with this guy named Rob. All right. And that brings us to the present. Because I cannot fucking stand her husband. I think he is just like five kinds of an asshole. Okay, and I don't like him. And one day there was like a boxing match at our at our uh, house. And you know Puerto Ricans, we love to watch people beat each well, other up guys for some reason. Were
1: fighting each other in your house? No, you sadly, no. Box- we
0: were watching a boxing oh, okay. match. Although Max, so this is what happens. We're watching a fight, and the guy that he wants to win is winning. And he's like coming inside the house just to like get into my face and like talk shit to me, talk shit to me, talk shit to me. So finally, by the end of this, I got annoyed with it. So I like walked outside really briskly to go talk to my brother and I he got in my way. So I just fucking like shoved past him really hard. Right. Oh, yeah. And so I'm talking to my brother. He turns around. He's smiling. He's like, oh, you want to try that shit? Why don't we go? I won't disrespect your mom's house, but why don't we go outside and I'll break your fucking neck? All right? Now, let me tell you something, right? First of all, like, if anyone... doesn't matter if Dolores threatens my sister. Like, that's a problem. All right? No one's going to threaten my fucking sister. I'll talk shit to my sister because she's my sister and I have the goddamn right to do so. I don't fucking know you. So, uh, the other sub-part, uh, subplot to this is that uh, Rob has a bum knee. He used to play basketball, but he completely blew it out playing basketball. To which I was like, bitch, if you want to try, that's fine, but you're structurally unstable and I'll fucking end you. Okay? Like... <laughs> So just being funny Christian, just like having fun with all of it he tries to come at me. We like swing on each other for a second. And there's a whole family party, by the way. So there's like
1: guests. I feel so bad. So, there's so like, where was your family? Just like on the sidelines, just like, Fight!
0: And uh, <laughs> just on and stuff. No, my, I think my brother kind of was, which is interesting. This is also,
1: <laughs> this is also the story of my first cigarette, by the way. <laughs> it's, your, it's, your brother is not coming off well in this podcast. I'm just, no, like, oh. I,
0: what he has my back for once. Like, this is the one time my brothers had my back. I, I appreciate him, even if he's supposed to oh, be like, great. you know, the brighter reason or whatever. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: uh, Um, but so, so this happens and then my mom's screaming and my sister's screaming and everyone's screaming and it's weird because a party that is like bumping empty in five minutes everyone left right and so like me and rob are needing to be separated from each other and shit like that my brother's like smoke this cigarette i'm like i hate cigarettes but i smoke one and all of a sudden i'm like i understand why people smoke all the time because when you're stressed out there's nothing like that fucking buzz you get for half a second man just that fucking like everything's gonna be okay guy like just relax take a second watch the trees bro so all this shit happened me and her have never been cool since that, since that moment. Now, they weren't even married at that point, by the way. They were just dating each other. Yeah. Um, and my sister straight up lied to everyone and said that I refused to go to the wedding, but she just didn't invite me. Mm-hmm. She just didn't invite me. So this is the thing where we have to live with my sister's fucking lies. I know we went to a whole Christian's fucked up family segment here, but mean, my, my point is that I don't fucking like her and I don't like her husband and we ain't never going to be cool. So why not? Why not just put all the dirty laundry out
1: I say, you know, you get the family together, (laughs) everybody's invited. And you fucking have kick, a rematch. Yeah, kick his knee and be like, hey, Rob, good to see you, bitch. Just fucking put him <laughs> down,
0: dude. That's my thing. Like, I ain't worried about him. He's really tall. It's architecturally like
1: unsound, bro. <laughs> Listen,
0: that is the best thing I've ever said ever. Like, that is the kind you know when you watch movies and the fucking asshole always has a good line to combat yeah, whatever the like other. Like,
1: in real life, that never happens. Never happens. Sometimes.
0: This is the one time. This is my glorious goddamn moment because it was very, it was very much me. It was very funny. You know what I mean?
1: I'm, I'm very proud of you, man yeah but I'm i have a stupid squabble to with my kick sister shit out of his knee
0: <laughs> i want to but now now it's all complicated because i have nephews right like i got uh cairo that's his that's how his. how else son.
1: how else are they gonna learn
0: right that's the thing i'm scared that if i don't fucking knock that asshole down a peg that kid's gonna grow up to be an yeah. asshole like his father you know and oh, that's yeah, like
1: what, what what kind of home situation is that based on that one story you told me that guy is probably an asshole dad too Well, apparently he's not.
0: That's the thing. I can't talk shit because apparently he's a good dad or something. I don't know, man. All I know is he does fuck all. He sits around and he's an asshole. Like, and here's the thing: you know me. I'll make an effort. Like before that fight, dude, there was a full year of me being like, "Hey, Rob, how are you, man?" Like trying to be a good person to this guy, and he's just such a fucking asshole. Yeah, he's a fucking dick. Yeah, whatever. He's a, he's an asshole who like wants to be in the NBA, but he can't be because he's a fucking untalented, broken, crippled asshole. So now he's going to live vicariously through his son. I feel so bad for that kid. Also, I feel like I'm being really terrible right now by putting all this out here. But honestly, dude,
1: I've had me a fucking weekend. So I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? You ever think about just sending him hate mail just randomly at random (laughs) intervals throughout the year? No,
0: but that's so smart, dude. I'm going to start doing that. Like, you know, like heckling him. Heckling him as a human being, but via the post office. (laughs) Like
1: like just like with no return address, just like you'll never be in the NBA. (laughs) Oh, man. Yes, I would love that.
0: Can we start doing that? Actually, can you do that for me? You live in state, bro. I'll give you an address. Just go slide an unmarked fucking envelope into a mailbox for me.
1: Yeah, I, I have no moral limitations here. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be funny. And
0: this is why you needed a sibling
1: growing up, because
0: then I can enact revenge for you. You know what I mean? I could fuck with this person, but instead didn't happen. Man.
1: Yeah, I've got no one to get revengeance on. <laughs> Become the revengers Be like, we're going to kill all these <laughs> fuckers, man. Uh, I don't wish death on them.
0: I just wish them not to be alive. Um. Anyway, so... I don't know where we go from there, man. I just wish death on people. <laughs> like, Who's to
1: say? Who's to say where we go from here, you know? Yeah. Not me. Well, me, because I'm one of the two people that could keep this yeah. going. But... But... Should you? <laughs> should I? Or shorn-t
0: But I short. Uh, but I short. That's my favorite joke in all of The Office, by the way. I know it's, like, such a stupid <laughs> joke, but... Uh, could, but I can't. Well, could, but I won't. Should... But I shorned, Like
1: Sorry, I was banging on the table there because it's so goddamn funny. It is maybe the best joke
0: ever, man. It's I so mean,
1: good. it's right up there with uh, Okie Afterbirth. <laughs> he, drinks wine. he drinks wine and he says, this has an Okie Afterbirth.
0: afterbirth. <laughs>
1: I think the, the dinner party episode God. is by by far my favorite episode i saw
0: it, but it is the one that goes down to the pantheon of like cringe and funny it's absolutely amazing someone yeah. else tried to say scott's tots and i feel the difference is that scott's tots is just unbearably cringe like without any of the the actual funny to make it okay you know what i mean like
1: hey mrs scott what you gonna do what you gonna do make a dreams
0: come true dude that's rough that is so rough but like there are like little moments like i like the part like in that episode where he's like i can't pay for your tuition but and he like he makes it seem like he's got laptops for everyone but it's just laptop
1: batteries he just says laptop batteries for the laptops they might get
0: (laughs) oh my god (laughs) like it's uh it's amazing dude but i think that like you know i don't want to get into a whole office thing i think what makes that really special it was that like when Michael Scott made that promise, it wasn't malicious. He thought he was going to be a millionaire. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, he really thought he could do all that. And then life just caught up with him. And it's just the <laughs> saddest thing in the world. It's like, he never lived the life he wanted to. And no. now he has to disappoint children who are actually trying to live a life, who probably, you know, the, the whole idea was that these kids were on the straight and narrow, right? They didn't come succumb to any of the, the, the neighborhood neighborhoodal societal pressures just because they knew someone was going to foot the fucking bill and then they couldn't like it's the ultimate goddamn letdown i feel sad for everyone in that episode man.
1: yeah i mean you know erin she made out okay though
0: well didn't she sing didn't she sing a song didn't she sing the, <laughs> the
1: mr. Scott song? yeah as as he's devastated and they're driving back or whatever uh she's singing the hey mr scott what you gonna do because it's sketchy and by the way, uh, what's her face? What's her name? Kimmy
0: Schmidt. Um uh God, Kemper, Ellie Kemper. Sorry.
1: She's she's great, man. I've been watching Kimmy Schmidt. I'm uh into season three now. I don't know why I was sleeping on that show for so long, but it's great, a great,
0: right? Show. Yeah, you know, um Carol board, Kane, great.
1: bro. yeah, Carol Kane is amazing. Oh, cross the board, great cast. Yeah. What's the made up neighborhood that they're in? Oh guy, I forgot, but I love it.
0: Like little yeah. little Chechnya, right? Isn't that what it is? Oh, no, no, Little Chechnya is in 30 Rock. That's, like, the yeah. other made-up neighborhood that they have, yeah. which I really like. I forget what it is, man, um, but I love it. You're in season three now? Yeah. You so brought I up do. Greg Kinnear earlier, so I was just like, <laughs> Greg Kinnear shows up in season awesome. three. and
1: he's Yeah, he's so good. Oh, he's so man. good at it, too, and I love him, dude. Yeah, I just I got know. past the uh, Lord Dern episode. Laura really Dern?
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, dude, I watched... This is unrelated to Kimmy Schmidt, but it's related to Netflix. I watched The Staircase, finally, that documentary that everyone...
1: Everybody's telling me to watch.
0: Well, I watched it forever ago. I watched the first three episodes when it was... (laughs) When... When it came out, it was on IFC, but the problem was that it was shot in the early 2000s with, like, non-HD cameras. And, like, I don't want to be that basic bitch, but, like, bro, it is hard. Like, especially because we had like, the super polished true crime series, right? Yeah, like, the Jinx or the Keepers and all this shit looks so fucking... Making a murderer. Making a murderer. It looks so good that going back was really difficult for me, man. So I watched two episodes of it then, could not get through it just aesthetically. I would, like, fall asleep through it or something. Netflix did, like, a fucking 4K transfer. So it looks so much better than it did back then. And now suddenly I can like deal with it, you know, but um, I fucking watched it. And it's one of those things where like, unlike all these other true crime things, because this was separated, right? There was eight episodes, then there was three episodes, and then there was two episodes. Um, or it may have gotten that backwards. It's eight episodes, two, and then three, but they were separated over years. So the, the initial recording is like from 2002 up until he gets sentenced in like 2004, 2005, something like that, right? And I love it because like it's French filmmakers and like every other true crime thing is going to like hold your hand or like tell you how to feel when something ends. They don't do that, man. Like the last shot of the eighth episode is just everyone completely, oops, sorry, completely fucking dejected. Like it's a slow zoom and you see all the family just like looking beaten. There's a dog on the floor just being like so fucking God. depressed. And and it just ends. Like there's no beautiful narration to be like, well, the justice system is imperfect, but no, nothing. It just leaves you there. And I'm thinking like, okay, I'm coming to it now when there's already these other five episodes. But if it just ended like that, you're like, holy shit, the French don't give a fuck man they're not beautifying oh, this up oh, <laughs> like oh, it was Damn, so good man. man true
1: crime bro true crime does
0: that make you old now i think about it all the time when my father used to watch like the first 48 and i'm like this motherfucker's boring now like i'm fucking 28 and i'm like i need all the true crime i can get man
1: Every time I think of true crime, I think of true crime streets Streets of L.A. LA. I used to play that shit all the time on the original Xbox. I was going to call it the Xbox One, but now that's uh, the new Xbox? Like, fuck you. should have been called the Xbox 720, and we all know it.
0: But you don't like X-Bone? That's what people call it, the X-Bone.
1: The the original Xbox? No, no, no. no.
0: They call the Xbox One the X-Bone because it's X B O N E bone. yeah.
1: I I have an opinion on it. I mean, I don't play it. I don't have. one. Why did
0: you like True Crime so much? It was like a way not as good version of Grand Theft Auto. (laughs) Like
1: it was. I didn't have Grand Theft Auto number one, so I I got. uh, I was never allowed to have a video game system growing up as a kid. My my parents, my mom's a school teacher, and she strongly believed that I would not be doing homework and playing video games at the same time. That my child's brain couldn't handle that, and that's probably true. Maybe I don't know anyways, when I was 15, they decided, hey, you're mature enough now. We're going to get a used Xbox off eBay that comes bundled with a bunch of that guy's shitty Xbox games. And one Uh of those games was True Crime Streets of LA. Boom! And the reason I loved it, outside of the fact that I didn't know any better, (laughs) was also (laughs) that you got to play as a cop and you could choose to be a good cop or a fucking dirty cop. If you were dirty enough, the cops would come after you. But they would put up with enough graft <laughs> and like up to a certain point enough hooker murder 14 murders came after is you. fine but 15 yeah, 15
0: right. dead hookers i got to how do I explain that to the mayor come on man yeah. like,
1: and i just remember like you could walk around the streets and everything like it was a GTA game but there were like only like three character models for the the fucking passage <laughs> okay, spot. You see yeah. like the same old woman three fucking four or five six times in a row on the same street. Just like yeah. hey, watch it. Hey, watch it. Hey, watch it. It was great. It was a great game. It had a great soundtrack. I uh heard a lot of hip hop. Yeah, man. You know. That so- was your introduction. Yeah, and on, then Snoop Dogg made a sequel, and it all fell apart. So,
0: oh, the sequels where it fell apart, huh? <laughs> like, You bring it to New York, it's not as good
1: anymore, man. <laughs> I don't know about games, and I don't want to. Um,
0: but you do. You like games? You're talking about Overwatch and sh- Do I just downloaded Fallout Four? I've never played it before, though. I'm real uh, excited. Sucks. Oh, uh, does it?
1: Fuck. Well, I have very okay. I have very very strong. You're opinions. weird,
0: though. Your favorite one is the one that people generally consider the weakest one, right? New nope. Vegas.
1: People generally consider it the best in hindsight.
0: Maybe now, but like, trust me, for the first two years before they fixed all the bugs and added all the DLC, like it was definitely considered okay. the worst. of the-
1: Fallout New Vegas is the purest role-playing game entry in the new series, right? Okay. So Fallout 3, your character is that you grow up in, like, you know your entire backstory. But yeah, I'm in a vault, vault or whatever, right? yeah. So So whatever your character chooses to do is besides the point, because at the end, it doesn't affect the ending. Uh, Fallout 4, you know your entire character. You're either a family man or you're a mom and you're looking for your son. So, like, it's not really like something you can build a character, right? Okay. I feel Fallout you. New Vegas, it's a Western that opens with you getting shot in the head and yeah. waking up and trying to find the man that shot you in the head. So, nice. you can build anything from that, man. It's fucking great. And Didn't you say that it affects if you, the other things? If you
0: can get one license to adapt any video game, it would be that one. Is that what you told me?
1: Yep. Yes. Because it, it's, it's a per- <laughs> No, it's a perfect. Combination. I like that you said yard, but you felt like, oh, wait, I got to translate that. Hold on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know.
0: Yeah, ink for the layman out there. English
1: uh, yeah. subtitles on that. Um, no, it's a perfect combination of like westerns and sci fi and horror. And a little bit of that Rat Pack mobster movie vibe, too.
2: Can I tell you
0: what movie made me so sad more than anything? Cowboys versus aliens, bro. All I wanted in my life was for that to be the best movie of
1: all time. it was just forgettable.
0: How do you have Daniel Craig and Harrison Ford lead that fucking movie? And it's like just a bad fucking movie. I don't understand, dude. Well,
1: it's the the thing is, like, it would have been better if it was actually bad. It was just forgettable, man. Right. Like, I don't remember it. It felt like I I walked out of the theater and I didn't remember it.
0: Yeah, dude, me and a toilet monster once pitched our own version of that, and it was way better than than that movie. We wanted to make it like a fucking, like, great men in different tribes, right? Like, show that the aliens and the cowboys are the same fucking people, dude. They're just bound to duty and loyalty, and instead mm -hmm. they're enemies, but they shouldn't be, right? It was way better than that fucking movie. I don't even remember the movie. Just what Daniel Craig had some shit on his arm; he couldn't
1: get off. Like aliens he were coming. He had at some him. shit on his arm, and uh, he could shoot aliens with it.
0: Did anyone even like make a big deal about the aliens in that movie?
1: <laughs> like, because like, my problem just, is there was like, so much technology there's, there. There's something strange going on, and we don't know what it is. <laughs>
0: But see that doesn't work. Like listen, when you play Red Dead Revolver and they do the the or Red Dead Redemption or whatever and they have the the undead nightmare thing. Yeah. Like at least that's interesting because they never call it a zombie. They're just like he got the illness. He's sick, you know? There's like right. some kind of like they're alluding to it.
1: Like was- you're asking the wrong guy because my mind literally got wiped as I was watching <laughs> the film, so I don't remember how they handled shit. Okay.
0: I was just it, no one seemed incredulous to the idea. That, like,
1: aliens were fucking around,
0: right? Like, never mind that there's flying shit, like, any of the technological advances that are there, just the fact that there's a whole other, they, like, gray people fucking around, you know?
1: Yeah, they seem, like, more inconvenienced by it, you know? Like, yeah, we, we need to get back to shooting each other. Now we gotta shoot this thing, too? Right,
0: right. It's like the the that was know. the
1: conflict of the film is they had another thing they had to shoot before they could get
0: before back we could settle them. our score we got to kill yeah. these fucking aliens yeah um, I don't know man aliens sort of fascinate me though I don't know we've never done like a deep dive onto UFOs and shit because I don't know if they exist like here's the thing mathematically kind of okay so listen you got me all excited now mathematically there ain't no fucking way that we're the only people fucking around right like just mathematically let's be real about this like the chances are like one and a couple fucking billion right no fucking way that we're alone in the universe but we ain't seen any of these fucking people so my question is have we actually been visited by these fucking people have we made all this shit up because you've heard about like all the close calls right like we we um People try to say all the time, well, why haven't we found other aliens? Why haven't we heard a radio signal? Surely if people are technologically advanced to come visit us, right? They mastered intergalactic space flight and shit, they would be able to send a fucking radio signal back or some shit like that, you know? And the argument is always like, Okay, imagine you had a phone, uh, like a cell phone, and you can only make three calls and you had no numbers okay like you just started dialing numbers randomly trying to reach somebody like it's the equivalent it's just like bro this is vast like we're pointing at one part of the sky you realize that yep. that's not up or down that is like up and down doesn't matter in space man like oh my yeah that's my point so it's just like there's there's infinite improbability that we would that's why they call somebody.
1: it space is that why is that, that the actual so much space
0: Dude, unrelated but sort of related. Uh the song I will survive has a line where she's like, "And now you're back from outer space." Okay, but outer space, like think about that. Like think about the concept of outer space at the time, bro. Like we had just got on the moon like the year before. So like, because when you talk about space now, you never say outer space, right? Like that's largely been dropped from the lexicon for whatever reason. When we grew up, it was outer space, but for whatever reason, it's been dropped. It's just like the idea of that, like all those fuckers making cool songs at the time, like Bowie did Space Oddity, talking about going to space. And I'm just like,
1: bro, he was ahead of his time. He was a visionary. Yeah. I feel like nobody gives a shit about space anymore. It makes me sad.
0: What do you think happened there? Like we got to the moon and we're like, well, nothing. No, like Alexander Um, cried. There's no other worlds to conquer. Like,
1: yeah, like, yeah, we got to the moon and then like people stopped giving as much of a shit. We defeated the Soviet Union and then um, we stopped investing in NASA as much and a few rockets blew up. So we were like, all right, we're done. That's fine. We did it. It is sad,
0: man, because I, I was telling you this the other day, like I'm watching the World Cup right now. And I know you don't have a bunch of add, so I won't go there. But Russia is the host nation. And yesterday they got eliminated. Thank God. But before that, bro, they weren't expected to get out of the group stage and they were in the final eight. And I'm just like, this is like a Rocky four situation, bro. Like these fuckers are going to win just because I can't have them win. Because they rigged our elections, now they're going to rig the World Cup, and it's just going to keep going on and on and on and on. Dude. But my point is this, we needed a Russia. We needed a boogeyman. We were better yeah. versions of ourselves when we had something that we were ideologically fighting. And I don't mean like Al-Qaeda or ISIS, like that shit's an idea. It's not a person, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like,
1: well, that, yeah, that's the problem with the war on terror. is like, yeah. y- You can't really rally behind the idea of like going against... Uh, random fucking tribal sects of Mm -hmm. the most extreme version of the muslim religion right
0: yes i'm fine so we don't have a boogeyman we can't like all get together and patriotically send sylvester stallone into the middle east to fucking solve all our problems we should try it but i but i don't think
1: it's gonna work it's my point that would be like a 15 season long tv show where every episode is him wiping out like one small cell And then there would be like a break episode where he would be like his band would break down and he'd have to like ask a farmer for help and he'd have dinner with the wife or something. God, that's hysterical, dude.
0: But I would watch Sly do that. Why not? Why not, bro? Like he's gonna do a swan no song. No
1: subtitles, him yeah. in the desert <laughs> Well,
0: that's my favorite thing. It's like you don't need subtitles for the people from Afghanistan because they largely know how to speak English, but sly and unintelligible, right? <laughs> you need like a fucking hearing aid that they piece in like what he's actually yeah. saying
1: to you. It's crazy, dude. God, those Expendables movies are so bad.
0: Well, like, if the Expendables were really... See, I never watched any of them. I don't really know. And I mean that. I legit have not seen a single Expendable movie because it seems, sorry for the pun, Expendable. Yeah. Like, I didn't need to fucking well, see
1: it. it's just like a bunch of, like, you know, old aging action stars constantly winking at the camera, like, talking to each <laughs> other. Like, Bruce Willis will come in and be like, hey, we're not as young as we used to be, yeah He's like, oh, I'm a little younger than you are, though. It was good like that. Uh,
0: Well, the problem is like the first one I heard was like, whatever. But then they started bringing in like, we need to bring isn't Kelsey Grammer in these fucking movies.
1: I think so, man. Like they bring in every motherfucker, every Tom, Dick and Harry they can. Yeah. Who once had a
0: glorious heyday in in the 80s. (laughs) (laughs) Like, bring him in.
1: (laughs) Dolph Lundgren. I wonder if Rucker Hauer is in any of those. He should Rucker be. Rucker is such a good actor, man. Yeah, it's, he's different. It's really, too he bad. He was. Didn't. Um, <laughs> he's different.
0: He's different. He's limited. He's better. No, he's he's different because he's talented as opposed to half oh, those
1: people I named and they are like they're not to as good. Dolph Lundgren or?
0: I mean, I don't want to hate all Dolph Lundgren. He played the best evil Russian I've ever seen, but you know that's not exactly acting because he's is he's not even Russian, right? I was going to call him Russian and just sweeping generalization of an entire nation but
1: Dolph is low-key maybe my favorite name ever
0: (laughs) I don't like Duff Longgren because of that it's always sunny fucking episode where they're uh what if he can smell crime (laughs) Dr. Duff Longgren that's not his name that's just who he is (laughs) (laughs) he's he's really
1: like a scientist who's wearing a mesh tank top yeah <laughs> smelling crimes before they happen what
0: if he can smell crab no um what i like about that by the way is like much like crypty there isn't it's always sunny for everything <laughs> like there is an occasion <laughs> that i can pull out and be like hey you know
1: uh yeah. man
0: that it's fucking really show.
1: but we got off of ufos i'm I sorry i to <laughs> say who's to say i don't know if it, i i can say one time i saw something in the sky that i couldn't identify really
2: mm-hmm What do you mean? So okay, I I was
1: driving in Plant City, and uh, it was like pitch black out. I was coming back from HCC for some reason. You know HCC in Plant City, yeah. It's like those those country roads where it's just pitch black. And alongside my car, I looked out onto the field, like to my left, and I saw this fucking this light. It looked like a a pure like circle Uh light with a trailing like sparks coming off of it. Just perfect you know like along the horizon and then it would do a loop-de-loop yeah keep going and that's weird then keep going
0: what year was this if you had to
1: put a year uh, i would say it was probably like 2005
0: okay so it's a while back um all right the only reason i'm trying to say this is because like the only time that i had a ufo experience by the way your shit might have been a rod bro you know what rods are
1: yeah, they're bugs that are uh, photographed. Well, hey,
0: stop it! <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what that's what big big America lets you know. Big rods. That,
1: that's that's what big rod is. is <laughs> God damn it! Big rod.
0: <laughs> oh Christ! Um, <laughs> what I was gonna say. <laughs> no, so big rod, man. Aside, big rods aside, uh, I saw something once at New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve, Channel Side. They would do the fireworks on the bay, right? And I remember sitting there and watching it. But I would look really closely, and there was just like this thing fucking around. Now this was like two thousand Whenever year Juno came out, all right, because we saw Juno, and then we went to this thing.
1: Um, I remember seeing Juno, uh, and I was sitting next to Nick, uh-huh. and uh, I just high fived him throughout the whole movie <laughs> every time anything funny happened.
0: It was a lot of funny. I mean, that's a funny movie the first time you watch
1: There's it. A lot of high fiving.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah, um, I didn't want to. No UFOs in Juno,
1: sadly. But uh after my Juno <laughs> JK Simmons. <laughs> Michael Sarah is actually played by a UFO the whole time.
0: The whole time. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Sorry. I was because like a UFO is a fucking cylinder, but they're like, <laughs> We got we got a camouflage. Uh take the form of a uh, pasty Canadian. And you're
1: like, all right, I guess it's Michael Canadian.
0: Michael Canadian, I called him. Um
1: you just remember it as Michael Sarah. They say that every memory is just you remembering your memory. So, like over time, incorrectly it's just, too, it's a perversion. Just warping into Michael Sarah. Yeah.
2: So uh, probably
1: what I saw in the sky was not a UFO. It was probably it's Michael just Michael Sarah,
0: Sarah. <laughs> or a big rod. As we as we said.
1: <laughs> one of those.
0: I don't know, man. I I like all the time. I would see like you know UPN which is not around anymore, but UPN used to do this shit, UPN right?
1: UPN 44.
0: On like the weekends or super, super late at night or super early in the morning. And it would be like unclassified. And it would be like UFOs, bro. UFOs came. And here are the stories of the people who got there. And I always wanted to get abducted, bro. Not because like I Why? wanted. To, because I wanted to like, you know, come back and be like, you yo, I got abducted.
1: Probed? You get Well, that's. People that get abducted are they always fucked up looking.
0: Are they? Like what's wrong what's with them?
1: they always you know like it's always like some they got a case of the really, fuglies yeah just yeah it's like really thick glasses who's wearing like a trench coat and he's like I lost my virginity to an alien woman hybrid, and she was beautiful. And it's like Jesus Christ, dude! Okay, never I'm not to going to different. that
0: level. Like, I don't think that like aliens came from billions of fucking miles away to rape the
1: geeks of the world. Although, what else, you know, like most things in human history have been motivated by that very thing. So, who's to yeah, say? That's true, man. That's you know, fucking true. The fucking Washington Monument.
0: Um, the Washington monument is a it's rape,
1: a big, it's a big <laughs> phallic symbol for white oppression and i
0: want to do like national treasure is there has there been a third one no national treasure three and it's just about how like aliens totally exist which they allude to in the second one right and that that's the entire reason that the washington monument was i love how you're
1: like pointing at me (laughs) conspiratorial you know as if i know i've never fucking seen that movie
0: never saw the second dude But first of all i don't get you because there are some people i will watch do anything nick cage i will watch do anything he is the best and simultaneously the worst actor of this or any generation dude
1: i saw mom and dad by the way i didn't get
0: to- oh shit how is it i heard was actually like fun to watch right
1: yeah it's really good
0: was he great in it it's uh, unhinged?
1: It's, on, it's on hulu for free right now i'm gonna watch it as
0: soon as we fucking get off this thing man
1: uh, yeah he's unhinged it's literally a movie giving him an excuse to be unhinged narratively
0: like bad lieutenant that's my favorite part about Bad Lieutenant, and people don't get this. Like, I think this is why I mean, uh, all my like half my girlfriends break up is I'm like, oh, we got to watch Bad Lieutenant. There's a scene in Bad Lieutenant where he puts a gun to an 89 year old's head and also turns her oxygen tank off, and I'm like, see, he does what it takes, bro. This is like Jack yeah. Bauer. This is like Captain America getting shit done. Now I know he's like on speed and masculine and fucking like heroin yeah. when he's doing it. But it was my favorite scene, and people uh, get to that, and they're like, "I don't know why I let this guy fuck me."
1: Like, I'm going to be I real. <laughs> you can trace the end of all your relationships, Bad Lieutenant. To Werner Herzog's Bad Lieutenant. And can you not? Werner Herzog. <laughs> what a guy. There's a video of him getting shot in the middle of an interview and then he continues on with the interview.
2: Wait,
0: getting shot, like how? Like with a BB gun, a paintball gun, or like an actual- He was with an
1: air rifle. He was on the top of a building, like talking to a journalist and he gets shot. And then he's like, are, are you okay? He's like, I've been shot. And, and then he's like, well, what the fuck, man? You want to stop? you want to go to a hospital? And he's like, it was an insignificant-
2: bullet. It is just
1: blood.
0: Blood is sweat to no it an one.
1: insignificant bullet. That's the most badass fucking thing. He's has actually. Ever said. All
0: right, listen, we've been circling this for a while. UFOs, man. Why have we not hit him up? Because either A, he's an alien, or B, he's been in constant communication with them. Homie yeah. got shot and was like, he just I mean, nothing. <laughs> took it out.
1: Klaus Kinski was probably an alien.
0: Wait, but I know him. But what, what was his role? What was his big role again? I'm sorry. I always forget who Klaus Kinski is, but I know him.
1: He was. He killed himself, in- right? a lot of things. I think he had a drug overdose. But um no, he was in, he played Nosferatu. He was in uh, Aguirre, the Wrath of God. He played, he played second Huffits Nosferatu. Contraldo. Not Max Shrek, right? Like Max yeah. Shrek. Okay.
0: But that's um, what I'm saying, dude, Herzog's fucking Nosferatu is amazing. It's weird yeah. and I don't get it, but I love it so much, man. And
1: Klaus Kinski was also like a, an abhorrent human being, by the way. Like I'm pretty sure he like molested kids or something. But He's you know, probably an alien.
0: You paid a cost to rape children or something. I don't know. I don't want to finish that. That sounded pretty terrible. No, Klaus Kinski, I know him because he was in Sergio Leone films. He was in for a few dollars yes, more and a couple yes. things. And that's where yes. I remember. He
1: was. Well. <laughs> Glad you like <want> that.
2: <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. Any the, the V for the W sound is my favorite thing in the entire world. The, the, the that's what it is, though. Why is that fucking <laughs> W fucking
1: separated? Like, every time I see that, I'm like, I don't like this. Probably <laughs> because back in the day, they are like, okay, either we can have this one V key that we took a, it took a long time for me to make this, or we could do another key, and that's going to cost more time and money that I don't have because I make all these typewriters by hand or printing presses or whatever. Yeah, Let's just use the V twice.
0: Dude, I'm reading about Klaus Kinski here and uh well it's weird because it's like yeah he may or may not have fucking molested his daughter pola pola kinski um
1: or natasha kinski thanks thanks for doing the accent when talking about the sexual abuse of his
0: daughter well i want to get this factual all right guy i'm not i'm not i'm not nancy grace with a with a beard you know um no but here's the thing he's a rapist like um anyway so but here's the thing so it's like uh he died of a heart attack in 1991 and of his three children only his son Nikolai attended the funeral and that's one of those fucking male privilege things so hard right because he like rapes and diddles his
1: other two daughters but not he's his like son. I don't know about the other two I didn't get raped yeah it's not my problem it's not hey. my problem sayonara pops you were a weird guy
0: Do you think that Werner Herzog working with a noted fucking weird guy and on multiple films, by the way, like a lot, right? He was in Wrath of God as well, I think. Um, Yep. But that's my point. So it's just like, at no point he was like, you know what? I'm probably going to sit this one out.
1: They came close to killing each other literally a few times. Uh, There's a documentary called um, My Best Fiend uh, that Herzog made about Kinski, about his like troubled working relationship with him but that they also inspired the best in each other.
0: I wish that I could say that about like Johnny Depp and Tim Burton or like, I mean, I guess you could say that about like DiCaprio and Scorsese, right? Like those two generally bring out something good in each other. But um, there's a lot of people who just keep working together who aren't very good. And I don't get it.
1: I wish Scorsese would work with someone a little bit better at acting, if I'm being honest. Than DiCaprio? Yeah.
0: You're anti-DiCaprio now, huh?
1: I'm not anti-DiCaprio, but I think that he could pick a better guy or girl or anyone.
0: Huh. Wow. This is a hot take, Max. This is like
1: uh a- Every time I see DiCaprio in a movie, I see DiCaprio. And that's my main problem. In Wolf of Wall Street, it really worked. Like, that's my favorite performance of his by far. I love him in a lot of things. But, like, at the end of the day, I still kind of see DiCaprio. Okay. You know? when he tries to do an accent it's just always like
0: i'm gonna respond to that uh but i will say having just watched goodfellas again the so and we already said this before when we watched wolf of wall street that it is so much like goodfellas like it's so indebted to that i did not realize until i was watching it again i'm like holy shit like he straight up lifted his own movie (laughs) like Mm -hmm. just like even a little thing there's a part where leota's on the stand and he's like yeah so it's all gone and now he's like walking towards the camera in between the things i'm like jesus christ dude right um it's weird because generally speaking, I agree with you. I don't really like DiCaprio doing an accent ever, but I find like for me, dude, I think the aviator is like, like, I don't know if Scorsese's ever made a better movie than that. I know that's controversial. Like, I get it. I understand. Taxi Driver is amazing. I understand. Temptation of Christ. I get it. For me, the aviator is such... <laughs> I can't wait to release this video because you're just completely out of your chair. I love him in it, dude. I think he is so fucking wonderful in it, but I just think it's like, it was one of the first times where like, again, when you think about Scorsese's career, it's really interesting. Because everything pre-2002 is good. It's great. I'm not saying it's bad at all, but it is so much smaller in scale, right? Like, Bringing Out the Dead, Goodfellas, like even that. It's a movie about people being in a room together. There's no big set pieces. There's no this, this, and that, right? But then he comes back with, like, Gangs in New York and The He's Aviator. New York. New York. <laughs> uh, dude can we read did someone already do that <laughs> someone already did that god
1: damn. It. oh no i don't know i don't know oh man i was like, like can it we seems redo- like an idea <laughs> so obvious yes recast every role with bjork of Why course except not? for daniel day lewis because he's well, inimitable yeah great word i loved it um i don't know dude it's I just said like it slowly because i knew i'd fuck it up <laughs> otherwise
0: 2002 on, it's like he becomes a different filmmaker. He becomes almost like a Hollywood big budget filmmaker. Whereas, like, that
1: dude was making his bones Mr. on making fancy pants, Shutter Island Scorsese. You don't
0: like Strider Island either, huh? No, I, I like did. it a lot. I was going to say, I dig it. I'm like, just... I feel like you're, you're being real hard today. I don't know, man. You're like, listen, none of this is about Scorsese. It's all about that goddamn carpetbagger DiCaprio, all right? Coming out with a fake accent and shit.
1: I love how this is like your go-to insult for somebody. He's like, a carpet carpetbagger, bro. insult is to call someone a carpetbagger. Um, he did. He support. came to
0: the antebellum South and, and pretended that he had a Southern accent in Django. And, you know. He did like did that. See, that's another weird movie where you look at that and you're just like, oh, that movie's not very good. And I'm not even convinced that DiCaprio's good in it, but he was different.
1: Yeah, okay, yeah, well. <laughs> he was different. Which uh, I mean, <laughs> he's watchable. Um, I think my problem, Sorry. my problem is, no, it, it, it sort of does become a problem for me with, like, the fanboys up to a point, too.
2: Mm-hmm. And it's
1: not DiCaprio's fault. But, like, a lot of times when I hear people talking about why he's a great actor, they'll say things like, did you know that when he was making Django Unchained, and he, he hit his skull, head he's bleeding he, he yeah. was bleeding but he kept going yeah did you know that okay. even though he's a vegetarian hardcore he ate a raw fish or something or yeah. liver in the Revenant? uh-huh
0: well that's why we he gave him the award
1: to sometimes
0: that's why we gave him the award that was like his fifth best performance or some shit but we all knew that dicaprio the actor went through some shit to actually make the film and so yeah. we gave him the award not because it was his best performance but I said the same thing with fucking the departed like scorsese shouldn't have won for the departed like i love the departed it is not even in the top five of his films to me
1: like oh it's sloppy as fucking parts um and that's the thing that gets scorsese sometimes sometimes it works for him and sometimes it doesn't his editor has talked about this a lot yeah um i forget what her name is is it mary schoonmaker or something i don't know point is she was talking about how continuity has never been important to him yeah ever like in terms of, and it's like a nightmare if you care about that kind of thing. Working with him, <laughs> cigarettes like, will be uh, different uh, yeah, lights and stuff. <laughs> yeah, like boom, boom, boom. like if you watch Goodfellas, like Pauly's cigar will like go from here to here to yeah. here to here from like shot to shot. Um, but he doesn't give a fuck because he worries more about like the actors being in the moment, and he'll even have the actors. He'll direct the actors who are off camera to continue acting. Yeah, because he believes that you need something to react to, right? so i kind of respect that but it also makes for some very sloppy filmmaking sometimes especially from an editing perspective it's never as tight as it could be in the departed it kind of hurts it because that's supposed to be a terse thriller yeah you have these like sort of improvisational yeah
0: do you think he's uh overrated or do you think he's been very lucky
1: no, I think he's very talented, and I I, I think that he uh, isn't as disciplined as other directors are, and sometimes mm-hmm. he doesn't pick the best material to suit his strengths. Something like Wolf of Wall Street, which is by design like unruly and kind of like wild, and like uh, the continuity doesn't matter because you have an unreliable narrator that's established but, from the start. Exactly that works.
0: Yeah, me. well, that's what makes Goodfellas work too. I mean, even though like the cigar things are changing, the fact that it is episodic and goes forward and backwards and like that it works it lends itself to that more yeah. true like i would be interested to go back and watch like bringing out the dead which i'm a huge fan of right but it's about nick cage driving around man like seeing ghosts yeah. and shit like it's it's a different film altogether and i wonder if that kind of looseness or maybe he doesn't take that kind of production into a film like that because he yeah. can't you know he,
1: he can do tight filmmaking like king of comedy which a lot of people sleep on and mm-hmm. it's this it's as disturbing as taxi driver and I never mm. knew because I always thought it was an actual comedy, and it's fucking not. Yeah. It's about an insane person. Have you ever seen it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's with De Niro, right?
1: Yeah. Where De, yeah, De Niro yeah. is mm. like this guy who's obsessed with trying to become, trying to do a stand up bit on sure. his famous late night talk show. Yeah. I don't go to any lengths to make that happen. And it's just really this portrait of this desperate, sad person who wants to do just one thing. Um, and it's really restrained and controlled and haunted and fucked up all right
0: i just wonder if that's how scorsese feels about himself right like every movie has got to be some self-reflection of himself and he's won awards now he's considered one of the greatest living directors but he's still just like i just want to do that one great thing you know i can't do it i'm short i'm disrespected <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: i'm short sure. i wish i could be tall i, I think <laughs> he just he wants. wants to he, he just wants to make pictures you know like yeah. I, I, I watched the pictures when I was growing up and I loved the. He always says pictures. He never says yeah. movies. Yeah. Interviews. His, and well, I love that because it's so old timey.
0: But beyond that, you know, Spike Lee, like I hate when people do this, a Spike Lee joint, right? Or like Robert Rodriguez for a while was going around saying this is a Robert Rodriguez flick
1: right yeah. and when he would say that he edited it he wouldn't say edited by robert rodriguez he shot like, chopped
0: and scored yeah. yeah shot chopped and scored hate it just hate that you self-fucking entitled pompous asshole robert rodriguez which by the way we'll wrap all this up because i think we should and when i kind of want to wrap it keep up
1: it going forever
0: <laughs> but i want to talk about like those people who were coming out of the 90s new wave of fucking film that we were like wow man they are gonna go on to make incredible stuff, right? Now, Soderbergh's a little bit before that. Um, uh, Linklater's a little bit before that. That's who I was thinking of. Who did Slacker? Linklater? Linklater. Linklater. who I'm thinking of, okay. Yeah. So Slacker is a little bit before that, right? Just a little bit. But I'm talking about the boom of like, yeah, Quentin Tarantino, David O. Russell, Kevin Smith, Robert Rodriguez, and I'm missing Paul like two. Paul Thomas Anderson. Paul Thomas, thank you. Um, you got like that boom right in the early to mid-90s of indie filmmakers, and you are like, wow, they're all gonna go on to do great shit. Like Tarantino, I'm like so hot and cold with, but I generally, I'll give it to him. He's like kept himself going. Paul Thomas Anderson is the only one who I'm like, fuck yeah, still making amazing shit. Yeah, robert rodriguez, robert rodriguez is irrelevant is, like it's like
1: embarrassing at this point everything he does is like dude come on
0: but but here's a here's the thing like i can go back and be like oh well quentin had these two good movies like i go back and i'm like i like uh clerks i like uh mall rats for better or for worse i like chasing amy i like dogma and then everything after that gets a little wonky but like there's a a couple works where you could be like oh that guy was doing something where is it with robert rodriguez like el mariachi's good desperado's cool and then i don't know if he makes another good movie like from Dust till dawn is kind of a shit show i mean we like it because we like the people involved you know what i mean but it's not a good you movie. like
1: it the first time you watch it because it's surprising sure and after yeah. that surprise is gone it just turns into a poorly
0: made a a really bad 70s film dude like a really bad 70s film so the Robert rodriguez of it all i'm just saying that like out of all of those people he's the one who has no buzz like i'm in the weird place where like yeah kevin smith is making weird movies but they're like weird movies that only he can make at this point in his career and i'm into that if nothing else where this guy just seems completely irrelevant now i know that cameron is producing that battle angel uh the alita movie which is like a 200 million dollar movie that looks like shit from everything I've seen That's so far. You think so? Because it's not Jimmy. It's not Jimmy Cam
1: doing it himself. Yeah. Like, it's not Jay Cam's.
0: Jimmy Cam's can do anything. I mean, Avatar proved that. I was watching him talking about a scene about Avatar, and he is so, like, stroking his own dick about this movie that it bothers me, dude. He's like, mm-hmm. well, I chose this scene because, uh, you know, you get a real sense of adventure. And uh, he, as you can see, he touches the, the flowers and the flowers sink. And we do this on purpose. So when The Last Flower Sinks, you see a predator. And now it's a chase scene. And he's like so in love with himself. Like he's invented film for the first time. Like he's the fucking Lumiere brothers in France being like, this is film. Like bullshit, Cameron. You're a piece of shit. And I hate you. And I hate Robert Rodriguez for getting a second chance in film because you produced this
1: fucking film, dude. Uh, me. Oh, man. Yeah. Shark Boy and Lava Girl didn't work out for him. Oh, <laughs> Taylor
0: sure. Lautner, bro. The lot was in that. You know? Like, come on, dude. <laughs> Look, for better or for worse, the world got the oh, lot.
1: Like, like, Damn, I need to talk about the new, or not the new Twilight, but the last Twilight movie. I've, I haven't watched the whole thing yet. Okay. I just want to say, so far, fucking amazing. Really?
0: Now, listen. We'll, we'll put this out there. We've been doing face-off, which next episode we will return. We will do part four of face-off. We will. Okay. But after eventually, maybe 20 episodes later, (laughs) when we get done with this, you have kind of pitched to me perhaps the Twilight films
1: are the next. Okay, not the Twilight films. Just Breaking Dawn Part 2. Don't watch (laughs) anything before it. You don't need to. Okay, I love it. Goddamn, it's a work of art. I can't really like restrain myself, but I'm going to try. Okay. Twilight. (laughs) Coming to a podcast near you at some indeterminable point in the future, uh, maybe when we're 80 years old and we're done talking about fucking face-off. Yeah, Jesus. Oh.
0: <sighs> Sorry, bro. Sorry, I'm not over Robert Rodriguez. I hate him more for making bad films than Klaus Kinski's kids hate him for the abuse. Like, that's yeah, how much I, I hate him.
1: At least with John Wu, there isn't any ego involved, I feel like. I feel like he's just a hapless <laughs> child who is given a lot of money for some reason and a lot of second chances. Robert Rodriguez, goddamn egomaniac. But hey, who among us?
2: My telescope